0: Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. What a season we have been in. Tell you what, if ever there was a time to tell people about Jesus, it's now. Before I set this up, I need to say this. If the church has the answer and we don't give the answer, how is the world going to know the answer? But if I myself stop believing in the answer, how can I tell anybody about the answer? If I lost my joy, my hope, then how can I tell anybody about joy and hope? Y'all follow me? It's actually a good word. Be encouraged. It's a good word. Tell your neighbor God's on your side. Now tell your neighbor, have great expectations. Tell somebody else, have great expectations. Now I need to set this up so we all understand where we are. Can we give it up for the band? Thank you, guys. I you. You know they're all over the place. So thank you, guys. Cannot do what we do without you. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Okay. So the time that Jesus was born, we, we need to look at a few things before we go into the word. What was going on at that time? One of the things that was going on, it had been over four hundred years that had it was not a new prophetic word. So the Lord had spoken through His prophets, but for four hundred years there was not a new word. And you hear Pastor Portia prophesy. You're um, Pastor Dalton Pastor Eric and all these prophets sometimes we take for granted Amen. the word of the Lord that comes through his people man and the woman of God so can you imagine for over 400 years no new prophetic word silence but the Lord had spoke previously so you would have to kind of go back and look at what was the last thing he said? That's another message. Let's move on. What was society like? It was very oppressed, very depressed, living under the dictatorship of the Roman Empire. Uh, Looking at history, history tells us about 10% of the nation lived very lavishly. 10%. The 90% did not. The occupations at that time was mostly farming, carpentry, fishing. There's a few others, but that, I mean, housewives. That is a job. I'm letting you know now. Thank God for housewives. That is a job. If you don't say that's a job, you're about to get killed. About a few, few housewives. That is a job. It was pretty depressing for women because women was considered property. They weren't considered people they were considered property they were not allowed to re- to they, excuse me they were allowed to read but they weren't allowed to write they actually was allowed to remember scripture but they couldn't write it so A lot of lives were reduced to being a beggar or a slave. For instance, if I owed Pat some money because I borrowed from him, and then I went to him, said, "Pat, man, I, I can't, I can't pay you back that money." Then I would be his slave until I paid off the debt. That's how that time was. When you look in the scripture and you you see, remember the parable was, you know, the master had forgiven this servant much and then he went out and wouldn't forgive the other man that owed him very little. You guys remember that parable? That was during that time. It was very difficult at that time. It's not like today, man, I need, you know, can I borrow 20 bucks? Sure. Next time come, man, you know, I'm waiting on that $20, I ain't got it. All right, just don't ask for me for nothing no more money. During that time, you had to work it out. You had to pay it off. In fact, it was so depressing, what would happen if you had borrowed money and you couldn't pay it back? they were allowed to throw you in prison. And if your family wanted you out of prison, they would work off your debt. How many like that one? I don't know, sis. If you're in prison, I had to work off your debt. I'd try. All right. Let's look at this. Matthew, the second chapter. Let's begin at the first verse. We have that slide, sweetie? Okay. Read with me. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king... Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Keep going. Saying, where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. That is a, stay there for a second. That is a sermon within itself. I won't go too far into it. But whose star was they looking for? They were looking for his star. Whose star? The king's star. They didn't know his name yet. But they knew he was born king of the Jews. A lot of people are looking for their own star. How they can be famous. And then once they become famous... They forget all about the true star. We won't touch that. It's going it's to be too long to go into that. Next. When Herod the king heard, Herod at that time was considered the king of the Jews, heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Some people have a problem with good news. Good news! The king is coming. I don't know about that. Don't tell me y'all don't know some of these people that everything is a pessimist look and just eyes of... Man, how are you seeing this? What, what do you see? You tell them good news and it. well, I don't know. Well, somebody's going to buy you a car. Are they going to pay the taxes? <laughs> wow! Seriously? I remember hearing one, I, I mean, I just shook my head. This man had won over $200,000 worth of prizes and they had called him to let him know that your guess of what it cost was in the range of I think it, it was like 12 cents he, he, got it, he had it that close to where within a 12 cents and when they told him the news the first words out of his mouth was oh no Scratch my head. What? I mean, it was a car, it was all kind of uh, electronic gadgets. And, all. and the first, thing, oh no. And so the guy on the other end, most people will be very excited about this. What's the problem? He said, Now I got to pay the taxes. <laughs> Again, pessimistic. So is are you a glass half full or glass half empty type of a person? I mean, I get it. There's some things I, I don't swallow right away. Like, oh, let's see how this pans out. But to be a pessimist, everything, you're looking through the eyes of hurt. You're looking through the eyes of something's wrong all the time. God's going to bless you. How? Uh, he's going to bless you at the point of your receiving at the point of your faith I don't have none I know some of these people I'm telling you right now I believe God wants to heal you and heal your family I've been waiting for 20 years do you believe he could do it if he want to Don't tell me y'all don't know none of these people. But what happens is, it makes me... Why? Because what happens is, the faith that you have, they begin to mess it up. What's coming out of their mouth, and then the enemy's in, in your ear. And then what happens? You begin to lose hope. What has happened today? We watch the news. There is no hope on the news. There is, I'm telling you, zero percent of hope on the news. Please turn off the television and get on your face and hear what the Lord Of the good news is telling you. All right. Let's get back into this. So when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. All Jerusalem too? All Jerusalem troubled? King is born, the king of the Jews. All Jerusalem trouble. Oh, what's going to happen now? Not in excitement, not in anticipation, troubled. Yeah. Kind of sounds like today. Let's keep reading. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes, the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ. That means anointed one was to be born. So the wise men, I'm sorry, so Herod got together with his scribes and people of influence and asked them, Where is this supposed to happen? Somebody should know who's been reading, who's been studying where is this supposed to take place so he inquired of them where the christ the anointed one was born let's keep going so they said to him you're supposed to be reading with me in bethlehem of judea for thus it is written by by who so remember over 400 years no new prophetic word so they had to go back and read what did the prophet say so i want to encourage you today a couple of things but one of the things is what has been spoken over your life that hasn't come to pass yet are you encouraged? Are you anticipating God? I know you're going to do something. Or wow, that word, it's been a long. I bet you it ain't been 400 years. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is how do we anticipate the words that we receive from the pulpit? Our pastors, Pastor Steve, Pastor, they don't just study to study. They're on their face receiving from the Lord for us. But how do you receive the word? Is it with anticipation or? I don't like that one. Every single one is for our benefit. Even if it's to correct us. It's for our benefit. So I need you to look at this. Herod is trying to find out where Jesus is born he tells his men of influence you can even call them astrologers and stuff like that they look it up it's from the prophets they said Bethlehem, Judea okay that's a good start how many words have we received that haven't come to pass? We don't anticipate those or don't wait on the Lord for those and we want to look for another prophecy. Because what happens is when we continue to look for another, then we're like a prophet junkie. We're looking for the next prophet. I need a word, I need a word. But instead of hearing the Lord just to let you know the prophet really is there to guide you through what the Lord should have already spoke to you. To you personally. But if I don't spend time with the Lord how can he speak? If I don't spend time with him, how can he guide me? But when I do hear the prophet, yes, I was just talking to the Lord about that. That's confirmation. Lord, thank you for your confirmation. But let's anticipate. Let's anticipate the word. Let's get excited about God speaking to us. Let's have great expectations. Okay, let's move on. Well, you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah and out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel keep going then Herod called the wise men turned from time star appeared so The wise men we know were coming. He had let his men know and everything. But now Herod is acquiring of them, determining what time did you see the star? I know you know the story, just trying to set this up. What time did you see it? What time did it appear? I want to present to you what time did God reveal himself to you? And then how long from that did it take for you to get the word? Sometimes that's a long time. You can see something, be excited Know God's going to do something And you don't get The word As far as your Assignment Until later We can go, we can go Through the scriptures we can, I mean time and time again God spoke and then there was A waiting, you guys remember Abraham? How long Did it take for the promise to happen? It took a while, didn't it? But God had already spoken and revealed it to him. He had already spoken to him when he was in Iran. He was an Iraqi. Read your Bible. He called him out and said, come out from among your your people. I'm going to make you a nation. You a nation. So he came out. Now, I don't know about you, God. Speak to him. I mean, he's gung ho. Let's move. Let's go. What's the promise? Where are you even going? I don't know. Huh? You don't know? No. But I know I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God's. That takes faith. I don't know about you, but sometime when God is stretching my faith, I'm not happy. I'm going to just be real with you. Lord, you said you would supply all our needs. You said in your word. But there's bills that need to be paid. You said you would supply, and then one of God and I'm I'm just letting you have this for free. One of the first things is, have you been paying your tithes? Now, some of y'all don't pay your tithes. We're not gonna we're not gonna get into that. Problem. We're not we we're not we're not gonna get into that. Yes, Lord, I've been obedient to do that have you done it with the right attitude? That's another question, ain't it? Because if the Bible said that God loves a a what does that mean? Here's your tithes. You've got to make me pay. i got to pay this stuff and then i got to pay you on top of it. I'm trying to tell you some people, that's their attitude. Some are asked my wife and I have been in counseling. Oh, man, we uh, pray for us. We're having you know financial issues. Uh, the Holy Spirit—they're not paying ties. Mm, excuse me. Can I ask a question? Are you paying your ties? What does that have to do with it? Okay. First of all, let's look at the word. We'll go. With, I'm not. I'm not gonna mess with this. I'm not gonna mess with this. Anyway, pay your tithes, please. It'll keep a lot of curses off your life, I'm trying to tell you right now. But God shows Himself faithful. But it took some stretching of my faith to get me there. Let's continue to read. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Now I believe that Herod was telling the truth. Raise your hand. He was lying. He was lying. Why? Why? He did not want the competition. He was already king of the Jews. Now you mean to tell me it was foretold that a king is going to be born and he's going to take my place? Hold up. Let's take care of this. Astrologers, wise men, Search carefully, very carefully. And then bring back word to me when you find him that I too may come and worship him. That's another sermon within itself. We don't have time to go into it. Let's move on. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them still and came and stood over there where the young child was. So, in today's um, wording or text, it would be considered as a comet with the tail and everything because it was a star. And the word when we actually look at it it was, it was an angel But in today's term Terminology as far as astrologers Stuff like that It would look like a comet They don't come very often So they saw it in the east And then all of a sudden came After they left the king Herod It came and then it stood Where the child was What's awesome to me, and and of course, wise men, and we get it from songs and stuff people have written, it could have been up to 100 people. It wasn't just three people. So, the car, the, the car, the star comes, and it stands right where the child is guide them where he was. God wants you to know where he is. He's not trying to hide. Although sometimes he will hide from you so you can seek him. Because it says in a word that you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. He wants all of your heart. But he still wants to reveal himself to you. He wants you to know how much he loves you. He loves us way beyond our comprehension. Way beyond our comprehension. Let's move on. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Can somebody explain to me what that looks like? That's good. How's great joy look? We do not serve A God of depression. We don't serve a God of sorrow to where there is no hope. We serve a God of great joy. Great joy. Great joy. If I start laughing now, I will not be able to finish. But a God of great joy. know the joy of the Lord is our what do we get strength from from the joy of the Lord so it's not just a coincidence that these men were filled with exceeding great joy why because their anticipation was inches away from seeing what they came all the way for. They have been studying, and just to let you know, astrologers, and not all, but a lot of them were actually men of God. They weren't crazy people trying to give you a sign and you read your tarot card and all that kind of craziness that we have today Some, but a lot of them were men of God they were looking for a sign okay we know this that the prophet said this how is this going to happen they saw a star that's the sign I was looking for it went to the king. We know what Herod says. Of, they leave. Now the star comes back and the star stands where Jesus is. Seeding great joy. It's, it's happening. This is it. We're about to see what we came for. What's your anticipation in this hour? Are you anticipating... Righteousness? Are you anticipating the glory of God? Are you anticipating gloom and doom? Now, just letting you know, a lot of these prophets that are getting on YouTube and all that stuff, always, always, always have a check in your spirit when there's no hope. God never left his people without hope. God's going to do this. He's going to destroy that. And then there's no hope at all. But if you turn, God always in the word. He was going to destroy a bunch of places, but they turned. And guess what? God did too. They didn't get destroyed. They might have gotten destroyed later because they turned back to evil. But when they turned to God, God turned to them. He is never a God of destruction, destruction, destruction. Kill, kill, kill. He's always a God of mercy and grace. Always. When somebody's giving you a prophecy and it sounds like the God's going to kill you, not God. Not the God that I serve. Anyway, threw that out for free. All right. Let's read. And when they had come into the house... They saw the little child, the young child. Sorry, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When I was reading this scripture, I mean, it it got to me several times. But there's a lot of you in and out of the house in and out of the house in and out of the house With that, and I'm not talking about encounter church I'm talking about in and out of the house of God and God wants your foot planted in him to where nothing in the world takes you from him he wants you to come in the house that's number one Number two, they saw the young child, or they saw Jesus, they saw him. When you look at Jesus, everything changes. When you see Jesus, your whole precept of how you think changes. When you see Jesus, it changes every ounce of your being. Because when you see him, you change. My Bible says, beholding him, we change. I don't know about you, but I got to change. I have to change. So what happened? They began to look at the young child. They saw his mother and they fell down and worshipped. Every time I look at him, all I want to do is fall down and worship. Because he's so holy and I'm so not. He is a holy God. But he graces us with his presence Now this is the other thing I I really want you to get this morning. After they worshiped him they opened up their treasures and they presented their gifts. Everyone in this room has a gift. You might think you don't but you do. He has given every one of us an ability to do something. Some have the gift of hospitality. Some have the gift of gab. They can talk theirself through anything and they can sell anybody anything. But some people have the gift of humility. Some people have the gift of encouragement. But everybody has a gift. Everybody has value. Say it with me I have value in Jesus' name. One more time I have value value. in Jesus' name. We got to do it a third time. I have value. In Jesus, name. In Jesus name so my question is do you bring your gift to the king he has appointed everyone a gift you guys remember the the parable of the talents you remember that parable yeah. just you tried to uh, remind some of you some had one some had five some had ten I believe but the one that buried their gift the master came later and said really man I'm paraphrasing what's up what happened Oh, I knew you are a hard man, so I buried it. And that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. You're, you're nothing of worth. Nobody needs you. You're just living, waiting to die. That is a lie from him. That is a lie from him. Every last one of you. Are important, every last one of you have a gift, and every last one of you have so much value. But God wants you to open up your gifts to him so that He can breathe the anointing on it and use it for His glory. I've met a lot of, we know, a lot of talented people, talent, talented. But very few of them carry the anointing. So, what does that tell you, though? Talent, the world's full of talent. But when you bring your gift to God, when the anointing comes, it touches somebody's life to know there is a God. I don't know about you I and mean, then there's I mean there's singers there's singers but when Khalilah sings there's something else in the atmosphere it's the anointing it's the anointing that what it destroys the yoke what the yoke of bondage and that's what God wants to do to the world destroy the yokes of bondage people are in bondage saints they're in bondage it's up to us as God's people to give our gifts to God. Allow him to breathe on it then. Watch him move. Yeah. I'm almost done. Go ahead. Go ahead, sweetie. Is that the last one? Then being divinely warned in a dream that you should not return to Herod They departed from their own country another way. Like into Egypt. Thank God for dreams. Thank God for warnings. Thank God for visions. But we got to be able to listen. What God is saying to us. And I heard from God in a dream. Don't go that way excuse me why well sometimes I know the Lord want to say because I said so because he knows he knows the plan is the enemy he knows what the enemy is trying to do and a lot of times I mean let's be real when we don't spend time with the Lord we're not listening to what he's saying to do and then the enemy is just waiting for one slip up to catch us and then now we're like Lord help but as we give our gifts to the king it makes a difference because like I said we can, he can breathe the anointing on it and it becomes something more powerful than it was just us and our talent by ourselves thank you Jesus the word tells us us that the father himself so loved the world that he what? he gave he gave who? he gave his only son he gave Jesus the best gift that heaven had to offer the father gave so what talent do you have? what gift do you have? have you brought it to the king? He's he's already given us his best. He's given us his best gift. His best gift. I don't know about you, but I can't live without Jesus. You can can try all you want to. I'm not going to do it. Cannot live without him. A lot of people call this season the season of perpetual hope. But to some, it's a time of grief. And it's a time of pain. They don't have family. Something happened in their childhood. Something happened at Christmas time. Whatever it is. And so the enemy uses this time to bring them down. Most... um, Psychiatrists say that actually during this time is the biggest time of suicide. But we have the hope that they need. We carry the anointing with us that they need. It's only when Jesus is lifted up that all men are drawn to him. It's only when Jesus is lifted up that the atmosphere changes in a room. It's only when Jesus is lifted up that miracles happen. It's only when Jesus is lifted up that lives are changed. It's only when Jesus is lifted up that minds are renewed. It's only when Jesus is lifted up that heaven comes to earth. It's only when Jesus is lifted up that men can see our good gifts and glorify the Father in heaven. Amen. but he wants your gift he wants your gift do you wait saints with great expectation knowing Lord I don't know what you're going to do but I know you're going to do something I love being around people like that rather than I don't know well don't you believe the Lord's going to do something if he wants to my faith get drained around those people but the ones that, I know, I don't know what God's going to do, but I'm excited. I know he's going to do something great. We sang it today. We serve a great God. He's great. He is so great. He's bigger than we can imagine. I love the saying that when the Lord gets... to where he wants to put his foot up he uses the earth the earth is his footstool he's a big God he's a big God don't lose hope church don't lose faith the God that we serve is God and the world is looking for that God And they're only going to see him through us. Every head bowed. You don't have to close your eyes because the Bible says watch and pray. But if you are in this place and you've not given your life to Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you're at home and you're watching this, you have not given yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. Lift your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. Everybody repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you. For coming to earth. Thank you. For being vulnerable. And becoming a child. But I thank you that you went on the cross and you died for me you rose again on the third day thank you that you went to hell and took the keys of death hell and the grave and you came back again and you rose from the grave thank you Jesus for the victory that you won for me. I confess Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world and I turn my back on sin. follow you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.